Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 83 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and as we speak, Mother Nature is making me very upset right outside my window with a very healthy deposit of frozen Christmas spirit. (laughs) And for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, we are getting pounded with snow. I would say that most people who live in this area would probably tell you that they love the snow or at least can tolerate it in the winter. That's not me. I hate it. I've <laughs> I've lived my whole life in colder climates, so I'm not really sure where my disdain comes from, but I I I really just can't stand the snow. Although now that I think about it, I, I didn't always hate it. <laughs> when you're a kid and it causes snow days, it's it's like the best thing ever. So uh I I I think it probably wasn't until I became a homeowner that I really started to dislike it. Um, and, and if you're a, a snow lover, I'm really sorry if this is offensive to you, but I, I'm i not cut out for this climate. I really need to live in a warmer climate. Anyway, there have been a few updates related to Disney Cruise Line over the past couple weeks, but nothing too major. Uh, if you want to get caught up with what's been going on, head on over to our social media pages. Um, I have all the information for you there. All right, let's get to today's episode because I am very excited to welcome this week's guest onto the show. If you listen to this podcast, it's pretty likely you're a fan of the Disney Cruise Line, and as you know, so am I. Obviously, I've um, I've heard from a lot of you who say that you use my show as a resource for cruise planning, which I very much appreciate. Um, but if you're a fan of Disney Cruise Line, there is no greater resource than the Disney Cruise Line blog. I personally visit the site almost daily and often reference it on the show. Uh, And if you're on Twitter, at the DCL blog is a must follow for real-time updates on what's happening across the fleet. I really can't tell you how excited I am to welcome onto the show today the creator of the Disney Cruise Line blog, Scott Sanders. Hey, Scott. Thanks so much for coming onto the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. How how have you been holding up? I, I assume you've had one or two cruises canceled over the the last several months. <laughs> been a few. Yeah. <laughs> Any uh, anything special planned uh, with the extra future cruise credit, or just go on more cruises? Just it's they're just pile. It's like a big pile of snow that keeps piling up. And, <laughs> it's like keep moving them out yeah right it, it gets it, it gets 2021 if things resume could be a very busy season or cruise <laughs> yeah uh due to everything that's kind of been you know sure, pushed yeah. down the way yep it's i mean 
can't complain. I'm just, I just want to see the industry get back on yeah, its feet yeah. and get everyone back to work. So, sure. you know, yeah. I've canceled Cruzo. Well, the bigger issue is everybody not working right. in this industry. Yeah, for so. sure. Yeah. So many people without jobs. It's really, uh, really sad. Hopefully we can get, get them back very soon. Do you have, what's your next scheduled one? Is it, do you have one in March? Oh, geez. <laughs> or is it too hard to keep track of now? <laughs> well, we, I mean, we had like an October cruise that when that was canceled, we moved to November. November was canceled. We moved to December, oh, yeah. December, and just to January. And then when January just got canceled, we're like, eh, that's, <laughs> I'm, well, just wait. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. We can hold on to it, or I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not the one that does the booking in the house. I just kind of show up and be like, awesome. <laughs> I, I've really, honestly, I've never, booked when we're leaving. <laughs> I've never booked a cruise myself. And that's not just me saying that I've had our travel agent do it on my request. I don't even do that. I'm, yeah. I'm hands off. My wife is the amazing person that takes care of all, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, what day? Just tell me I'll, what to I'll pack. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Awesome. Well, uh, I once again, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I I wanted to just start off by you know asking you some general questions about your blog. Um, sure. Like I said, it's a it's a must follow. I visit almost every day. But I've always been curious what what was it that made you want to start the blog? You know, what's what was your uh, what was that thing that made you say I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and 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 commit to it? <laughs> That's a very excellent question. <laughs> I'm still trying to answer. Uh, <laughs> back, I don't know, when we first started, you know, we booked, I, I'm going to say our first cruise, but our first family cruise, mm-hmm. we went on a honeymoon cruise uh, before, but our first family vacation really was a cruise. It was just, you know, let's book a cruise. And it was a, uh, I think a five night double dip that we did, that we picked. And we didn't, our first cruise was, you know, 2005 is a honeymoon cruise. So that was a whirlwind so fast. I don't even, I don't even, it was over before it started Yeah, kind of thing, the three night. And so we started planning, we were already kind of, you know, on forums for Disney world and whatnot. And we ended up spending a lot of time on the Disboards cruise forums. And my wife and I were both pretty active in that community for a long time. And so I was always, you know, after that first cruise, it really kind of, or first family cruise, but it's should start just calling it the second. Anyway, <laughs> I, it kind of, you know, the, we got bit by the bug mm. and we remained active in that, you know, the forum, or we got, we just increasingly got more active in the forums, you know, sharing photos and answering questions. And, you know, for a while I was posting a lot of photos to Flickr mm. and I'm like, Flickr, it's like, paying how much to Flickr to store so many photos like I started can I just like create a website to post photos for less and that was kind of the early early on idea but it was never meant I think one time I joked around it's you know a cruise blog like that and I may have checked the domain and it wasn't available because somebody had this ah. domain previously oh, wow. uh, but I, I don't know I haven't really gone back to research how long it was alive or active, but then randomly one night in the spring, uh, uh, site launched in May of 2012. So like the spring of 2012, I must've been, I remember I was just joking around on the couch one night 
uh, I was mildly getting a little more serious. I wanted to take, you know, get into more web development and stuff and kind of as a hobby, kind of learn some new things on my own. And uh, the domain was available. And so I just bought it and kind of. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of slow roll out. And I had a whole like punch list of things I wanted to incorporate into it. And I think most of those I've punched off or checked off, but mm-hmm. there's still some things I haven't gotten to. But yeah, it was, it was kind of an evolution of, you know, I was provide you know active in forums and sharing photos on Flickr and stuff and i was like i was putting this content out here here and here why not just consolidate it publish my own publish it in a you know a singular voice and you know that's i mean the you know the disney blogs were kind of they weren't new at that point they were a lot of them you know, the core ones were established at that point, but, you know, it didn't seem to have much cruise coverage. So mm. it seemed like it was, you know, had its own space to evolve in. Sure. And so I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So I, you're about eight and a half years into it now. Did you ever think back when you started it that you'd still be doing it all these years later and kind of as, uh, as involved as you are with it? I never had real aspirations mm. or, you know, thoughts of, you know, the future, it was kind of just like, let's see where this goes. Yeah. It wasn't, I want to reach, you know, these, I, I never really, I guess I never really set goals. It was initially just to kind of share what I was sharing elsewhere in a singular place that I could reference mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, you know, if it had five people reading it first great, you know, but it honestly started out as like a photo repository for me. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, a server to host photos and I, you know, it just kind of evolved from there Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of grew and still continues to grow, you know, every time. So, you know, there's exposure. Yeah. Do you, you, you follow, um, a lot of these blogs and, and, you know, they'll do a post a week or a post every other week and something like that. You, you do regular updates almost daily. Do you, um, do you enjoy, you know, all the, all the upkeep? Is it, is it challenging, uh, to, to keep up with all of it? I mean, I've got a lot of, I've got a few things that are like steady, like the special offers have been a Monday regular occurrence for years. That's just, it goes back to when they used to update the special offers on Mondays. So that was, you know, it's a regular thing. It's, that I do, uh, it's the new content or, you know, fresh content that's, you know, trying to come up with ideas. Sometimes it's like, uh, <laughs> and, and it's, you know, getting, like, especially now it's, it's very aggravating to try and cover the news that's mm, going on. Mm. And I, a lot of the times I've just kind of ignored it and not covered it because yeah. it's so dynamic. I don't want to really speculate on a lot of what's going on because I could change tomorrow. Sure. It's probably already changed since I just said that. So it's, there's a lot of, I, it's not tedious. It's not anything like that. I, I wouldn't do it if it was, you know, you know, wait on me like that. Yeah, Cause yeah. then that becomes a job. Not, I, I look at it as a hobby. I mean, sure. so yeah, I don't look, one of my uh, my favorite uh, things that you, uh, about your blog are your are your trip reports. And I'm sure you probably get that mm-hmm. feedback uh, a lot. And I know when I'm on a you know when I'm on a trip, I have a hard time uh, you know th- 
document you know i'll think of something i was like oh this would be cool to to share on social media or this would be cool mm-hmm. to to talk about uh later on do you have a hard time sort of separating um the blogger from the you know the person who's just on vacation it, 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 do you find that challenging to sort of make that separation absolutely yeah. I, there was there was a moment i had like this moment it clicked and i was like <sighs> I, i'm spending too much time doing this mm-hmm when I should just be enjoying time with the family. Yeah. And it, I, I could probably tell at some point it, there was a lot less like posting social media during the cruise and, you know, trip reports. I was in the beginning, I was like live daily trip reports. They'd be out in the evening or the very worst the next morning, uh, from the previous day. And it got to the point where that was becoming, you know, tedious and taking away too much time because inevitably when you know internet data usage became a little more forgiving on board Mm -hmm. or now i can you know just tether on my phone with an international plan uh i'm not i don't have those kind of confined restrictions for you know the cost of data so it's i don't have that excuse i guess (laughs) (laughs) i can what's my what's my excuse not to do it now but or Honestly, the original early trip reports were, I, when I look back, they're pretty sparse in content, like a couple photos, a couple like bullet points with maybe a sentence kind of thing that they involved into longer form. And that was the evolution of, you know, data was easier to come by. It wasn't as expensive. There are alternate means, Wi-Fi, tether, you know, tethering with cellular and stuff like that, or, you know, uh, global hotspots. Mm-hmm you could take around. So yeah, it was, I did have a moment where I was like, you know what, I need to really compartmentalize certain things. So, you know, I can just, you know, document it, but I'm not going to spend as the, yeah. the, uh, you know, the computer time to put it all together and polish it up Yeah. to, cause I was like, you know, I'd spend too much time, you know, editing photos and picking photos and it was, it was spent taking too much time. Then the frustration of the, on, of the onboard internet, like, <laughs> right. you know, I'd upload, I'd upload the same photo 10 times before it actually really, really uploaded it. Right. So it's, you yep. know, yep. eventually I found that it's like, I need to, I either need to streamline this process, which I tried to do a couple of years ago with the Marvel day at sea cruise. Uh, I tweeted everything and then I embedded tweets for all the photos. So I didn't have to worry about the photos. Ooh, the backlash on that one. I was like, oh, this is great. I was, this was easy. I was, yeah. you know, getting these posts out because I didn't have to worry about the photo side right. or uploading. I could just type, uh, I could type on my phone and notes or whatever and, you know, copy it over and get it posted. Just pull in some tweets here and there. Oh, this is great. Knock these things out really fast. I felt, you know, invigorated again. And I was like, all these people are like telling me and I had no idea. Work blocks, Twitter, I can't access Twitter. So (laughs) nothing was, all they saw were sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Without any pictures to go with it. Without the fun. Yeah. One photo. So I was like, Oh, (laughs) unfortunately, I mean, I'm on a cruise. I I don't really, you know, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle of checking comments and replies. It's, it's hard to come by when, especially when you're trying to like do something really quick and then get off your data plan. It's like, oh, I, I miss a lot of these, like, you know, hey, we don't see anything you're talking about. Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it's, 
Well, as a consumer, we uh, we definitely appreciate those trip reports and, and all the effort that you put into those because they're uh, really a lot of fun to read and, and great resources, too. So uh, we, we appreciate those. And I always look, I mean, when whenever I see that you're going on a cruise, I, I, I always can't wait to uh, to read those reports afterwards. So uh, we so, appreciate Yeah, don't that. get me wrong. I, I enjoy doing it. I just Yeah, yeah. No, of course. That uh, juggling the time away from the family, yeah. essentially. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally get it for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you some questions about the current state of the cruise line. So we, you know, obviously we just learned that they canceled sailings through February of 2021, and we just saw last week that, uh, or maybe the week before, I don't remember, that the Fantasy and the the Wonder have returned to uh, Port Canaveral, which is really exciting. The Dream is on her it's way like, or is back. Percent. Thursday. Thursday, we'll be back on Thursday. They were, they were around Bermuda yesterday. Okay, we're um, close. A couple days. Thursday is the reported ETA, the tenth. Okay, Thursday. Yep. Thursday doesn't mean anything in podcast world. When <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's true. <laughs> that's 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 a, that's a great point. Um, so, do you think you'll be out there for the the arrival? No. No. Okay. Yeah. I, I honestly the uh, the wonders arrival. We were we were staying at Cocoa Beach, so okay. I literally just left our resort, yeah, you know, and drove five minutes down the street to uh-huh. the boat launch. Gotcha. And you know, it wasn't a little bit further away to leave from yeah. the Orlando it's, area. The schedule doesn't really permit as much without you know re- reorganizing a couple other schedules in yeah. our house. So yeah, it's and also, honestly, I don't. I haven't checked the time. I think the last time I saw it might be here at midnight. Didn't? Oh, really early tomorrow night. Oh, okay. Or that was. I don't know. Yeah. I don't trust times. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what was it like though, seeing the ships in person again? I mean, it, it must have been a kind of a, a a strange a strange experience or strange feeling. Yeah it it's got a there are mixed emotions with yeah. with that. It's you know when we we went to the beach a lot this summer. Yeah. So we before they left for Europe, they were anchored offshore. So we're still seeing them, you know, and at that point it was, they were still like, all right, maybe next month, maybe next month, maybe, you know, there's a lot of continued, you know, hope, you know, for something to change until that, you know, follow up, you know, that no sale order extended Mm -hmm. it through uh, October. Right. So when it was nice to see, but it was also sad at the same time. But then when they were gone in Europe for, you know, for those couple months, it kind of, you know, didn't see him. Yeah. Like where you go to the beach and, <laughs> right, right. Like, and so it, it was kind of special to see it come back in. Mm. You know, I was, I did go down to the actual, you know, public boat launch. So you can go way down on the docks and you're only, you know, you could throw a baseball and hit the side of the oh, ship. Cool. Yeah. You know, bring the sheriff over real quick, but, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, it was, you know, you can get pretty close and yeah, that's you know, cool. Yeah, you definitely uh, had some really great pictures and videos of uh, of the wonder. Uh, anyway, um, it was it was it was you know uplifting. Yeah. It felt good to see it again, and you know it just coming back into the United States offers you know op- more optimism to get going here with the uh, you know kind of path forward the CDC let out. Yeah, yeah. Or, so I, I actually I, I had a couple of thoughts on that that I wanted to maybe just get your thoughts on. So I I I took it as a really good sign that the ships are coming back. But you know one thing that I um um two things I thought I, we would have heard about by now. You know the other cruise lines are announcing these test cruises that 
um, that they have to do. And it's actually a CDC requirement. Um, we haven't heard anything from Disney Cruise Line about those. And, and you know, that's not necessarily that surprising because, I you know, they I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't open those up to the public at all. Um, so, but the other thing is I, I thought I follow a ton of cast members on Instagram and, and Twitter. I thought maybe, you know, I might start to see some sort of indication that uh, they'd be bringing the cast members back. Uh, so, you know, though not seeing those two things sort of makes me feel like we're not as close as maybe we'd hope to be, but just curious on your thoughts on either of those two things. Does that make sense? Yeah. For the test cruises, I, I would be shocked if they opened it up to the general public. Mm. Like, I don't even think that's a possibility. Uh, they've got a wealth, you know, a large pool of cast members here yeah. in central Florida sure, and yeah. even, you know, the port, you know, cast members that are available. So they're not without their own built in audience or built in. I don't want to say Guinea pigs, but you know, yeah, yeah, you know, pool of people that they could extend the offer to mm-hmm. uh, without plus you keep it within house with your cast members who are well versed on, you know, keeping things, Private. you know, in house. Yeah. Look what happened with the cruise, you know, in the Caribbean that went out and they had all those invited media too. Right. Like that, that was destined to fail. Yeah, sure. Like it's That's a good point. It, yeah. it, it's a it's a win win for the people that were covering it. Mm-hmm. However, you know some of them started selling themselves out to the any media outlet that would listen, and that's not, overall. I mean, yeah, it was t- whatever the case may be. I'm not going to get into that, but it, it's it set back the cruise industry, especially in the public eye. Uh, you know, for people that wanted, you know, that were on the fence about returning to cruising early on when cruises does resume, it's so a little, you know, cruise like that kind of, you know, that garnered so much media attention after, you know, cru- the cruise industry was, you know, front and center in the beginning because of what happened on the Diamond Princess mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. it's, you know, they're, everybody loves to use the cruise industry as, you know, look at how horrible they are yeah, kind right. of thing. So yeah, it's, yeah. I, so I think keeping it, I'm not saying censoring people's opinions or what comes out of it, but it's much easier to, you know, okay, so this didn't work. We're not going to blast it all over social media or it's not going to be in the Orlando Sentinel tomorrow Mm -hmm. or on, you know, the world news tonight or whatever. It's, you know, it, I think it would allow them to, you know, have a true test cruise, figure out what works, what doesn't work, make changes and, you know, do another test mm-hmm. and do another test and, you know, really figure out the protocols and what they need to do. Find like, I mean, you're going to find stuff even once they do welcome back pa- real passengers, things, you know, people are dynamic. People make their decisions. It's not, you know, it's not always a yes or no, it's a maybe. So, or yes, yes, no, no, maybe all in the same for the same thing. So, <laughs> and once you add people, it, they go everywhere. Yeah. So, it, I think of anything, a test cruise might be including travel agents like that world, because they're the ones that are going to have to really sell, mm, you know, these vacations too, back yeah. to the yeah. back to the right, guests, right. or do the work, or try to, you know, this is what to expect. This is you know our experience. That that makes the most sense in terms of a 
you know, general public kind of test crews or, you know, preview of protocols, I guess. Preview of protocols might be a good way to look at it, you know, crews. Uh, kind of like maybe like a cruise or two before they really set forward. Cause I mean, obviously there are people that will jump on the first cruise. Just right. tell me the date I'll be there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not against it, but I'm not, you know, ready to sign on the dotted line either. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's if the, if the, uh, if the dates match up, you know, schedule permits, maybe I'll lean a little more, but I think a lot of people, the biggest thing that I think I've heard from people you know, not just regarding Disney Cruise Line, but you know, I was going through all those CDC comment comments to the CDC, which was an undertaking that was. <laughs> I can't believe you went through all of them. <laughs> when they started dumping like ten thousand a day, I was like, I'm out. I tried, you know, automating like you know entries based on similar content, mm. and that still take a couple. Of, it was anyway, a lot of what I saw are a solid opinion was we don't want to be trapped on a ship. Like if there's an outbreak, we want to be able to dock and go home. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So what was happening in the, in the infancy of all this back in the spring in March, 2020, when everybody was essentially those ships were coming in and nobody was allowed, you know, off the ships and they were just trapped in their staterooms and, you know, nobody want. You know, I can't imagine anybody would sign up for being trapped on cruise ships. Right, right. For my example, I was like, you pull, in, you let me get off at Port Canaveral, I get in my car, and I drive right home, mm-hmm. an hour away. So, it's I'm not encountering anybody. I'll have enough gas in the tank that I can get home, and I can be home without encountering anybody. Yeah, right. Except the people that I'm already on the ship with, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, anybody, you know. I guess customs and border would be the only real human interaction that you'd have to go through. Uh, but anyway, it's just, that's one thing that is going to weigh heavy on people's decision to return to cruising, having some sort of, uh, I don't know, protection or guarantee that they will not be trapped. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's, really interesting. Yeah. And really that's my only concern. <laughs> I, I mean, I've got concerns, but my, that's so far at the top of my list that number two is <laughs> there's a <laughs> great divide between yeah, that yeah. and my next concern. Sure. So yeah. I just, you know, getting sequestered or quarantined in my stateroom for three nights, I'm fine with, you know, that's fine, whatever. But, you know, after the, after that disembarkation day and I'm, I'm not a lot off, then we then, then there's a problem and nobody wants that. The cruise lines don't want it's sure. We don't want to, yeah move forward and hopefully that can be the case but yeah you gotta everything changes daily now yeah for sure for sure so we you know we've seen the the cdc guidelines and i don't really want to get into any speculation or you know ask you what you think it might look like anything like that but based on based on what we've seen i think we maybe have somewhat of an idea of maybe what mm-hmm. we can expect when we can when you know when we eventually return to cruising what are your thoughts on cruising again under the rumored protocols and how it might change just the experience, not necessarily, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the rules and stuff you have to go through, but just the cruise experience that you knew before and what it might be now. What are your thoughts on, um, on that? And does it concern you at all that the experience might be different than what you've been used to in the past? 
I'm not, I mean, I'd lie if I said I'm not concerned, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not concerned because it's, I think we're all kind of at the point now where we know things are changing. Yeah. You know, something's temporary, something, something's forever. So to sit here and think everything's going to go back to the way they were in the short term, you're, we're delusional if we have that thought. So it's, I think we've, have reached the point where we're accepting of things. It's a matter of, you know, our individual willingness to, yeah, to what degree, you know, to how far am I willing to go to get, you know, on board or, you know, whatever the case may be. It could yeah. be as small as, you know, going to a theme park or whatever grocery store. Anywho. So I, it, things are going to change. You know, you already see, I think the theme parks, Disney world specifically is already showing, you know, there's no doubt they're carrying over, you know, a lot of what they're doing, most of what they're doing in the parks. Frankly, if you look at it, theme parks and other places brought what was on cruise lines, you know, the land, you know, the, you know, hygiene stations at places, extra hand washings, reminder of extra hand washings, uh, other, you know, enhanced cleaning procedures. That's all been done on cruise ships for a long time and you know some cruise lines are excel at keeping it clean and have a great track record of doing so other ones not so great and sometimes it's ship by ship yeah so you know a lot a lot of that was already in place on board ships i think we're gonna see a lot of plex you know the plexiglass additions uh obviously the biggest change will be the uh sorry the capacity restriction reduction in passengers as well as crew because of the physical distancing requirements uh that'll that'll be the biggest physic i mean probably biggest physical change less people on board uh whether it's by choice or you know reaching a reduced capacity you know for a sailing Mm -hmm. Uh, you know plexic i've already seen photos of plexiglass in the restaurants oh have you really okay yeah i i'm not I didn't share them because some things are. Yeah. I was wondering what the restaurants might look like. And, and I thought that maybe they'd be taking some tables out just to, you know, distance yeah. people and uh, just spread, spread people out. So I'm guessing we might see some of that, but um, the plexiglass but, hey, in the restaurants is interesting. Obviously with the physical distancing in restaurants, you're probably, you're going to have the restaurants are probably going to change to everybody's delight, single party tables. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm which is easy to, I don't want to say easy, but eat more, it's, you can accommodate that when you have less people, right, right. you know, less passengers. So it's mm-hmm. easy not to, you know, here, here's three people have the big ground table in the, in the middle. <laughs> right. Or, you know, so yeah, it's, yeah. some things kind of just take care of themselves sure. with the reduced capacity on a cruise ship. Yep. Uh, you know, without having to remove tables or, not you know even putting up physical barriers in mm. some spots because you can Spread you know people out it's more. easy because you're not packing people in right uh, but sure guest services will you know have plexiglass installed and as we see you know the shopping venues the quick service locations who knows how they'll evolve or, right you know, i i don't even want to i don't want to even speculate on you know how buffets will work or not work or yeah, not yeah, be a yeah. buffet right, right, it's, right. But things will change. Uh, Obviously, Disney World, like I was mentioning earlier, is the key kind of example of what you'll see. Probably, you're not going to have character meet and greets. 
you know, or they'll be off and you can stand 10 feet. I, you know, it'll be very yeah, difficult yeah. because you've seen the lines that extend down the hallways <laughs> right, for, right. like meet and greets as they are. There's, yep. I guess you could have, if you try to ramp them back up, they'd be scheduled meet and greets, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that's going to be a tough one. Right. Maybe you can have like a walk by through the Walt Disney theater, have them up on stage and you can oh, go stand yeah. in front of them. Yeah. Uh, like over at universal though, they've had like Spider-Man and Captain America standing on platforms and you can stand in front of them to take your photo. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. There's, there's ways you can do it, but ultimately the people have to be accommodating Yeah. and understanding. Yeah. And that's, that'll be a, a tough pill to swallow for some people. Right. To, you know, we've, it seems silly, but we've paid X amount of dollars to be here. You know, this is because the prices, the prices didn't go down because of all this. Mm-hmm. So you're still paying, and this brings up a whole different conversation, right, but you're right. still paying for what you previously experienced that essentially isn't even offered, cannot be offered at the moment. So you're, what, in hind, I mean, but Disney did the thing for the crew, you know, the, Oh, what's the wording on it? I mean, you can cancel your cruise, move it. Oh yeah. Offer. Right, right, right. So cruise with confidence or yeah, the flexible, flexible, flexible booking sorry, policy, whatever wording, it's called. Yeah. The wording <laughs> my mind. Yeah, same. Essentially that is, you know, without having it confirmed directly by Disney, that's been put in place to say, well, we're not forcing you to cruise. Yeah. Right. Giving you an option to push it off to hopefully better times. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Be closer to what you experienced. Right. Yeah. It's you kind of you've been warned essentially that. That's know. an interesting thought. I never thought of it that way about the the flexibility offer. It's, uh, but you're right. If you you know if you pay a certain amount to go say in March of 2021, and y- y- you know you find out what the experience is going to be and you say, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to pay this for that experience. I'll just push it out to another time. I, I never, I actually never thought of it that way. So that's interesting. Everybody has their own like kind of, you know, evaluation scale. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm content just going on board and, you know, not having to cook and clean for myself. Sure, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, laying out in the sun. Sometimes that's worth the price of admission alone. Agreed. Other times, you know, I want to go places. Yeah. Other places, other times I want to do stuff on board. It's, yeah. it's all different. So it's, eh, it all depends. I mean, but I think ultimately we all have to come to the understanding if we are going to cruise in the, you know, in the early restart, we're going to have to accept changes Sure. and an experience. That's not what we've all come to know. Uh, and and we're just going to have to accept it mm-hmm. if that's what, if we want to cruise, mm-hmm. uh, like it or not. Right. Right. It, yeah. It's now to cruise. That's, that's, that's the bare bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any, anything else is, you know, a magical moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm not trying to, you know, think gloom and doom, but no, I'm I know. just managing, yeah. managing expectations because I mean, guest services is, yeah, they already have lines at the parks every day for guest services for one reason or another. And those people are saints, miracle workers. At sure, times. Yeah. I mean, all cast members are great. Yeah. And these, you know, the, what they've had to go through in the parks, dealing with people. And I, I give them all the credit in the world. Cause I would be fired in a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Yeah. 
I wanted to get some of your thoughts on uh, the new ships, and uh, well, in particular, the Wish. Uh, you've been closely tracking the progress on the Disney Wish uh, out in Germany, which looks like it's well underway. Um, I I love following the videos that you post on your site. So uh, if you know you should, if you're listening to this, you should def- definitely go check out those videos. I thought the one of the of the uh, the blocks where it had sort of the hull of the the Wish mm-hmm. um, with, the, right. with the portholes. I thought that was a pretty cool video. I like that one a lot. It's definitely um, the first real glimpse of a wish. Yeah, exactly, of, of an actual ship, right? Or, or, or a piece that looks like an actual ship. Because yeah, that uh, floating engine room unit is pretty much, <laughs> you know, a standard piece. Right, right. For, yeah, yeah exactly. All, you know, that's a standard. That's pretty standard probably yep. coming out of there, except for the LNG component that's right, in there. exactly. It's probably a standard piece that Meyer Werft uses for... Yeah many because they all yeah, kind of exactly. right right they right. all kind of look the same and yep. it's you know the lego thing yeah just, exactly yeah. yeah so yeah it was cool to see sort of a a, a real uh, a disney a disney ship something that looked like a disney ship so i thought that was cool but anyway we learned that the debut of the wish was pushed to the summer of 2022 um which given the state that the build is in right now that seems really quick <laughs> to me uh to build a ship that fast no i mean originally you got to think they potentially were starting like the steel cutting in March or yeah, right. something was planned for March mm-hmm. based on what I was told. And because of everything, nothing was public about it. Yeah. And then we found out, you know, we learned that, you know, through these, all these videos that these awesome people are taking in Germany and right. putting on YouTube, right. like they're the only ones like truly covering the yeah. Disney wish. Construction. Yeah, right. <laughs> Disney, if you, Disney's barely even, I right. mean, they've acknowledged it, but they haven't shared anything. Yeah. So if it not for these great individuals covering, you know, shipbuilding in Germany, we wouldn't have any information. And, you know, that was starting back in March. So steel cutting it's, I don't know the actual process, you know, I was going to the shipyard during a build is like kind of high on my bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. Me but, too. Me, me too. I've, I've said that before. I, I think it'd be really cool to go and, and see that happening. Um, but anyway, so they, go ahead. It's progressing. I mean, it's been progressing. They've had their, the shipyards had their shutdowns and reduced, you know, you know, work hours and whatnot. And they extended like, they have like their annual summer break. I believe they just built the time. So it's, they've still been working. Yeah. Uh, so it's no surprise and really shipbuilding is just a bunch of welders. <laughs> right. That's, well, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the distancing factor is already kind of built in. So you got to work on the controls for the, you know, the lifts and you got somebody in there, you know, welding masks you know, <laughs> yeah. down there. Yeah. So it's, it, it's no surprise that they've been able to kind of keep plugging along at this thing. It's just, it is surprising it's only a six month delay, but yeah, I you know, thought that too. I thought that was really interesting. They've so, got the pro- I mean, the process is down on how to build a cruise ship. So that's yeah, that's true. They are uh, they are experts uh, in that field. As for long sure. as the buyer is still yeah. willing to pay for it, right? They'll they'll get it done. <laughs> yeah. So with itineraries for that time frame, summer twenty twenty two, due somewhere around the February March uh, time frame, wouldn't you think they they'd release some sort of details about the ship, and maybe even about plans for the rest of the fleet before releasing a maiden voyage date and new right. Disney Wish itineraries? I mean, I, I feel like we have to. 
learn something here pretty soon. Okay, there are many people, myself included, that'll book a maiden voyage without any information. Yes, and 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 oh. count me in there as well. However, let's be real, the you know the diehard cruise fans, whether it be Disney Cruise Line or industry wide, don't provide enough bookings to sustain a business. Yeah. So they need to be able to sell it to, you know, regular non right, diehard right, right, cruisers, right. non regular cruisers, you know, the one off cruisers or, you know, the infrequent you know, whatever that other group besides diehards. Yeah. Uh so they need to be able to fill the ships or, yeah. you know, get to their magic number to be profitable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So to do that, they have to have things you know, bells and whistles to sell. What separates this ship from, you know, the Odyssey? Right. You know, this ship has a roller coaster on it. What do you got? (laughs) My kids want to do this kind of thing. So what, how do we, and honestly, why the biggest, you know, thing that always comes up, why am I paying that many zeros more when I can go over here? And I already know they've got all this stuff. You got to sell me besides, you know, take the Disney away, the name away, and sell me on, you know, your assets, your yes, uh, the features, you know, the features, experiences. Yeah, so that's uh, that's just my belief. Yeah. That you have to you have to share details before you can release itineraries. Yeah, that or, that was my thought too. Yeah, or I mean, I guess you can technically release itineraries, but you or say what it is, but you have to. You can't, and it's my opinion that you cannot sell sailings without actually having details, <laughs> and you can't sell a sailing without a deck plan. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Ultimately, it's like okay, and they'll pretty much be in line. I think what the new ships are going to have are more higher end, more expansion of that concierge space, which was kind of hinted at with the right. rebranding or renaming of the. Uh, concierge level rooms i think that is opening the door to a little more variety in in that aspect yeah and i try not to dig through those like rendering images but tell you that looks like a whole forward deck or maybe more (laughs) rooms yeah right so but i'm but I'm not I'm not crazy in uh, in thinking that they'll they should release some some sort of details before they announce any any kind of itineraries. Yeah, I I think right now everything's been put on hold because yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah, it, right. There's no doubt about that. The limited workforce they've got going. Uh, it's also, I mean, PR is huge. The optics are gigantic for Disney. Uh, so they it's hard to put out a cruise story during this time. Right. Especially after that's a good point. You know, yeah. Especially after the cruise line was so beaten down in the beginning, or the cruise lines. I'm sorry, I don't want say i don't want to imply singular mm-hmm. but the cruise industry was singled out is you know the cause for everything initially yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not a good it's not a good pr move to have right. you know here's our new ship in the same sentence as you know pandemic <laughs> exactly yep um all right i got one more question about the wish for you and then we'll we'll start to wrap up but so 
I don't want to, you know, have you speculate on what we might see on the on the Disney Wish and, uh, you know, the new features that we, you know, we'll see. I don't want to get into that. It's it's fun to do, um, but you know, it's just speculation. Nobody really knows. But with that being said, what's something that you would like to see improved or upgraded on the new ships compared to what um, is offered currently on the fleet? And I know I sort of put you on the spot a little bit there, but is there anything that you know comes to mind that you would like to see improved? Improved. It, this is more from the dream and fantasy mm-hmm. side of things. Um, walkways, like oh, and I, I you can even pull the the magic and wonder into this since they're reimaginations. But like that space outside of the Oceaneer Club and Lab, that wa- that hallway, how it's just so densely packed with parents in the evenings. That's impossible. Like also, you know, that having to go through cabanas all the time to get to the pool deck, if Mm. you're coming from the aft area or, you know, that the, you know, back through Europa, the dream and, you know, the adult areas that kind of windy pathway, uh, just passenger flow, uh, cutting out those bottleneck areas Mm -hmm. to kind of open that up or to, you know, move an entrance like to the kids club into an area that's not also a walk, uh, walkway High traffic walkway. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's obviously there's only so many spots on a cruise ship that you can do things without, you know, I'll say it losing revenue generating areas. Mm. Mm. It's, it's, there's only have so much space to do things. Right, however, right. And I think there's ways they could possibly look at that to have a better, you know, cut off those pinch points. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all. That would be one great thing. Sure. What about from a, like an experience perspective? Is there anything that you think is lacking or something that you, you maybe have seen on another cruise line that you think would be great uh, to add to Disney cruise line? Um, any, have you given any thought to something like that? Absolutely. Because I'm reaching that age as a father where my daughter is no longer having you know, activities, if you will, like there's nothing targeting. I mean, my daughter, she's not one to just go sit in the edge and play video games all day and do that. She wants, she likes activities. Like we do the family crafts a lot, you know, that kind of stuff or, you know, some doing some, an activity, mini golf kind of thing, more activities like that, that aren't, uh, you know, just sitting in a dark room playing a video game or, you know, sure. uh, Like the rock climbing walls, Mm. you know the zip lines mm-hmm. it's just activities to do that aren't necessarily uh age restricted not age restricted but limited to like you know a kid's a club or age range yeah. something that we can do as parents with our children but that's not you know cross over into the adult it's not crossing over into the kids just something that's kind of fun for families like the aqua you know, the aqua dunk, aqua duck, that's great. Uh, for, you know, that's one idea of something you can do as a family, but that's also a wet activity. That's you know, true. <laughs> Caribbean, Caribbean cruises are great, but, you know, you're in, let's just say Alaska, you're, in, you're cruising in cooler weather. Not yeah. everyone wants to necessarily go on a water slide when it's cold, but, you know, a roller coaster, a zip line, a rock wall, you know, just random activities yeah, that yeah. aren't necessarily that tween age or the teenager age family activities or more of like that age group of children who are not necessarily interested in just sitting in 
you know, that because that's I don't know, it's yeah. something that we can all kind of do together. Because mm-hmm. it's, I know that's a concern in our houses. You know, we're kind of great. There's can go here and do this or that, and I know my daughter was concerned because she liked going into the ocean air lab because they've got the little like craft room or coloring room, you know, the coloring tables, the light tables, they had, like animation area. And she enjoyed stuff like that and those hands-on activities they didn't do, but she's now aged out. It's one of those, she missed her, you know, actually, yeah, oh, she yeah, missed her, that's uh, right. she missed her transition. transition year. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Oh, that's too bad. That's sad. Yeah. But I know exactly saying. what you mean. I mean, those are, the, those are the kinds of things that I have been hoping for as well. I, exactly what you mentioned. Some sort of, you know, on deck activity that's maybe not necessarily a, a water uh, attraction or, or whatever that you can do as a family. I think that would be. It's not to say the current offerings are bad or anything. Exactly. Just, right. You've got to now separate yourself from the other ships in the fleet. Sure. And, and the like, other cruise like, lines as well. Yeah. And I think that's bigger because, you know, just out of Port Canaveral, I mean, Miami is going to be eventually, you know, the, the second bigger, you know, home port, yeah. the secondary home port. Yeah. So you've got just focusing in Port Canaveral with, you know, the Royal ships that are in there with all that they offer it. And then across, across the Harbor there with the carnival Mardi Gras that's coming in, which kind of is a whole new kind of like, it's definitely a separation from the other carnival ships and their offerings. So I think, you know, you've got three ships that are kind of, or, you know, three types of vacation offerings from three different brands right here at Port Canaveral, mm. which is convenient to Orlando and Walt Disney world right. and universal. Uh, you gotta find something yeah. to separate yourself. Right. And ultimately your name can only get you so far, your brand. Like, yes, you've got a trusted brand. You've got an established you know, experience that people trust and have raved about, but ultimately that can only take you so far when you start pricing these things out. Yeah. And it's, it seems, I, I don't like to go back to that, but ultimately the con- that's what the consumer is looking at. Yeah. You know, you do that with anything. You go buy a dishwasher, you look at all the models and then, you yeah, know, no, what do exactly you right. Yeah. Like right. whatever, you know, car, whatever, you know, so it, it's just how we, it's how humans are. We, yeah. Like one an experience yeah we will make you know exceptions you know we'll either we'll pay more or we don't want to pay more but we'll make exceptions you know kind of things for everything so there needs to be something that makes them unique or stands out a little bit you know especially in what's becoming a crowded market of the family friendly cruise lines yeah 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 or cruise cruise family friendly cruise ships experiences because you know that's something that was not targeted for a long time until disney came along and then obviously they saw other cruise lines like well we need to you know move not move not move totally away from the you know retiree crowd the party crowd but we need to you know say hey there's a whole pool of people that we can target if we start offering experiences for them. Yeah, sure. You know, kind of, you know, so there's, when you have more options, it's great for the consumer, but definitely. 
So I I appreciate all of your insights here. It's been really great. I wanted to do one final thing here. I am gonna call it Scott's favorite things. Uh, just you know, <laughs> being a, a fan of your blog and and um, you know following your blog closely, I, I just want to. I'm curious on what your sort of favorite things are here. Uh, I'll just run through a list of Disney things, and if you wouldn't mind just sharing which which is your favorite and. Uh, We'll uh we'll end there. If, uh, so are you uh you don't I haven't given you these lists, so it'll just be off the top of your head. So <laughs> hopefully you're hopefully you're ready for it. Nothing can go wrong here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no judgment, I promise. Uh, from from my end. Um, but we'll start with the easy one, obvious one. What's your what's your favorite ship? I'm still with the magic. Okay. I, you were sort of uh, teetering uh, for a little while, I think, uh, a, a year or two ago, um, but you're sticking with the magic. I mean, the wonder's a close second. Yeah. I I had a solid relationship for a while with the fantasy. <laughs> yeah. but ultimately, ultimately, the magic is my favorite ship. Okay. Second to the wonder. Yeah. I love the classics. Yes. Uh, I, the magic wins out because technically I can go more places on the magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yep. Um, yep. Good point. Or more places that I'd like to I like to go and still want to go and have been to. Yeah. And that kind of thing. So that's how the magic edges out the wonder. Okay. It's it's it's, it's close. Second it's right there, yeah. What's your favorite stage show? So it doesn't have to be a, a currently running one. Our family favorite is Villains Tonight. Ah, oh, yes. A good one. We we were now my wife and I did see Hercules back in the day. And that was enjoyable. I don't I mean, I've rewatched the video of it, but I don't have a vivid rem- vivid memory of actually watch sitting oh. <laughs> in the theater. Yeah. Like I said, that first cruise where that honeymoon cruise was so fast. And like, I, you know, first, like any first time cruiser, you're going from this to this, to this, to this. Yeah. It's a whirlwind. Yeah. It's like we overscheduled ourselves. Right. Anyway, but <laughs> now villain Tonight is a family favorite that we've always made it a point to go to, you know, my daughter can probably sing the whole thing. Yep. What about your all-time favorite itinerary? Uh, the all-time itinerary is based on my all-time port of call, which I don't know if that's a further question down the line. It's That's actually the next one, so you can do them, okay. uh, <laughs> combine them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then maybe I'll separate it then. Okay. So with that hit, my favorite itinerary has been the Nine Night Alaska. Nice. Because of the Hubbard Glacier yep. day. Okay. That Dawes Glacier is nothing in comparison. Oh, like, wow, yeah. It's it's just sitting there and watching this glacier. It's magnificent. Mm-hmm. I mean, even on video, the sound that it makes doesn't even come across. It's this, this low, thundering, vibrant, wow, that's low. Cool. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And it's just, I could sit and stare at that for hours. And that is something I look forward to going back to in the future. Mm. Hopefully, if the CDC somehow allows cruises more than nine night or more than seven oh, nights, true. Yep, sure. yeah, sure. Oh, hasn't been canceled yet, but <laughs> yeah, right. it's, not, it's no longer bookable. <laughs> yeah, but it's that's pretty that cruise because I mean, for us coming from Florida, I mean. You could say the same thing coming from elsewhere to Florida, but going to Vancouver, you know, flying out there, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a that's a trip. It's just like going to Europe mm-hmm. almost. Like, yeah, right. It's you you put in the time to get out there, and 
you know, see the local city and then go on the cruise. So and things like that, we like to do the longer itineraries, so, you know, to get to maximize the to and from the embarkation port kind of thing. Like it'd be hard pressed to go out there for a five night Alaskan cruise. Sure. Yeah. Like I want to go, I want to see Alaska. I want to yeah. stop in as many ports as we possibly can. Yeah, so I can, you know, experience what Alaska has because Alaska is gorgeous. Yes. Uh, so what's your favorite port of call? Reykjavik, Iceland. Nice. I thought you might, I <laughs> thought was, you might say that one. <laughs> which was, which was, you know, my answer for a previous favorite itinerary because of that port in that port alone. Mm. Uh, we did, I think it was a nine or nine night Northern. Oh shoot. We went to Iceland. <laughs> Some other places between Copenhagen and Dover. Yeah. 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 Uh, in a repositioning kind of cruise. So that was, that was great. And you actually, was that, was, did you stay overnight in Reykjavik? Yes. Yeah. So that was leading up to that cruise when it was first, you know, announced for like, we had actually booked Alaska that year. And then I was like, Iceland, Iceland, Iceland. I I started looking more at Iceland and I was like, wow, there's a lot of awesome stuff here. It's kind of, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not trying to compare it to Alaska, but it's kind of like you get a taste of kind of that colder climate kind of destination let's go with that and i was like oh iceland who knows if they ever you know because this was still in the time where disney didn't really repeat a lot of things yep yep so i was like and we're like what if they don't go back what if this is what if this is a dud nobody want nobody enjoys it and they won't go back so i was i was so hype i was so excited i was like (laughs) we should do this and you know, so we moved our Alaskan cruise. We had booked to that. And I, the hype in my head, my, my hype level was going. I was like, Oh, this is so cool. And then I was like, found out about the midnight sun. And I was like, Oh, we're overnighting. This is, <laughs> this is great. I told one of, our, one of my friends that and her and her family are on the cruise. I'm sleeping on a bench, you know, <laughs> if I have to, to go out there and take photos that night. And I, I so, and it lived, you know, not often do things live up to yourself. Yeah. Right. This lived up to the hype that I had. Wow. That's like, cool. I did lay down on a bench. Like, <laughs> you didn't fall didn't asleep. Actually, I didn't fall asleep, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I did stay up till, oh, that's funny. You, know, you know, like 11 to 1 AM yeah. outside. It was gorgeous. Yeah. That's really cool. So, that picture you it, took of the magic during that time. Is that your all time favorite picture that you've taken? It's, it's up there. Up my there, favorite yeah. is still, I, I've got it on my, it's been my desktop forever. It's the header of the website, mm. the Disney magic and key West mm-hmm. from Mallory score, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which will probably never be able to take that photo again. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Once the court intervenes. Yep. But it's, that's one of those early photos, you know, back in the infancy of the website that it's cool. It was the first photo I've ever, I ever published on the website. Oh, nice. Like yeah. in the first actual post, yeah. like that was, you know, part of the photo side of the hobby that really got me. And it's always been my favorite photo. It's on my, it's been on my desktop ever since. And so, yeah, even all the other places in Iceland that we went to during those two days were great. I even, we even got to spend the second day there with my cousin and his family that were also on the cruise. So that was a lot of fun. So Iceland, Iceland lived up to the hype, even accurately went to the other port of call. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's great. Okay. So, yeah. All right. It's awesome when things 
eclipse the hype. Oh, for sure. For sure. Definitely. That I, I completely agree. You can build things up in your head and then if they don't live up to that, it's, it's kind of a letdown. So, um, that's cool. I have I think six more, so we, we'll just run through right. these. I'll go faster. <laughs> no problem. I mean, you take your time. I just want to uh, be mindful of your time. So what's your favorite adult space on the ships? Wherever there's a sommelier bin. Okay. Nice. <laughs> that's, but that's great. Yeah. That, that does play a key. I'm not going to lie. That plays a key role in where my wife and I go in the evenings after, like, if we don't go to a show kind of thing. That makes uh, sense. But, uh, favorite main dining restaurant? Favorite main dining restaurant. It's it's really a toss-up between Tiana's Place and Rapunzel's. Okay. Uh, Tiana's, I think Tiana's Place hedges out because of the parade that goes on. Mm. It's more of an interactive, like, sure, yeah. you really, I mean, you can do walk around with floating lanterns, but Rapunzel, out of those two movies where I, our daughter kind of, it was like one of her, uh, Tangled was her first real princess movie yeah. is she was growing up. So that was big in our house at the time, followed by Princess and the Frog. So those are two of our. Oh wow! Yeah, know, those are two family favorites. Cool. So perfect. I, I'm going to say Tiana's place is my final answer. All right, edges it out a little bit. What's your favorite music, uh, band? What'd you say? The music. The oh band. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yep. a little more dynamic because it's a live band instead of a orchestrated Rapunzel-esque show per se or production that's more scripted you can go a little more off with just having the live music throughout dinner what about drink of the day okay this is where i will probably disappoint a lot of people i'm not a drink (laughs) of the day kind of guy okay i it's i will have them we used to get them more often when they do two for ones at the pool but i i'm not a sweet drink kind of guy Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, but unfortunately for my taste, a lot of the drinks of the day are more on the sweet side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sugar forward kind of drink. <laughs> right. 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 Not even well balanced. Like well balanced is fine, but yeah, they're not, they're not my cup of tea. I'd rather just get something else. And you know, which is one nice thing about the longer itineraries is they have to you know, dig into the recipe book a little more and they come out with some, that's when you can find some, you know, more unique offerings mm-hmm. or even holiday cruises will come out with some other stuff, but yeah. I'm not a drink of the day kind of guy. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, that's fine. Uh, what about your favorite onboard activity? What's your, what's your favorite thing to do on board? Actual true activity would be like trivia. Okay. We, you know, even the, and our daughter even joins us for trivia, even though it's, you know, technically labeled as adult, Really, they don't care, <laughs> right? <laughs> Unless it's in a venue after the certain exactly, hour, that's yeah. The only, yeah, exactly. But it, it's you know, our daughter loves trivia. She's well behaved. She is an active participant, and it's fun. Music trivia, trivia game, whatever. We we enjoy those. You know, the club hosts are great. Yeah, and that's just something that's you know often not common. Yeah, or not the not the normal. Uh, you know, check off, highlight in your navigator kind of thing. Right. Favorite. Yeah, right. So it's it's a little like, it's great like downtime ish mm-hmm. mm-hmm. instead of being out in the sun or, you know, right before dinner kind of thing. So we enjoy that a lot, even though, and they've gotten so much harder. You could, you could, back in the day, you could memorize the answers. <laughs> right. It wouldn't right. change. <laughs> yeah. Now they're, they've got harder. Yeah, yeah. And 
you know, they change them up more. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's hard for. I mean, we love doing uh, doing trivia, but we're it's we never win. It's, it's very humbling. humbling. That's a great way to put it. It's right. very humbling. That's for sure. But it's still fun. It's oh, still, so fun! It's still a blast. Yeah, it's so fun. It's a, it's a nice group activity. You know, group. You know, your own group, and also the group within the venue, kind of all going through. Do you have a favorite stateroom category or specific stateroom? I do, but I really don't care. Yeah. Okay. I, Just anything on the ship. I'm. I'm this may sound silly. I'm happy with an inside stateroom because I don't spend much time in my stateroom. Period. I'm. We're always, you know, we're ashore in a port, or you know, we're doing an activity. We're, you know, I really. And a lot of times when I travel or we travel to things, our room is used to, to sleep, change, and get ready, like a hangout spot, really. So I, I don't, I, I personally don't put value in the stateroom because I don't spend enough time in it to derive any value you know i've been in other state rooms i've never stayed concierge but i've been in many concierge rooms with friends and they're great they're fantastic but i'm thinking in my head if i'm spending that much money i'm not leaving this room or i'm going to spend a lot in this room <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> or i'm going to spend all this all my time in the concierge lounge which yeah it could be worth the price of admission for on the wonder in Alaska because the observation right, deck they right, have. Yes. That's that's their concierge lounge on the wonder is fantastic for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's that's I you you could be willing to do an add on concierge access, but I the room I just I'm happy to be on the ship yep. going someplace. Yep. Or sometimes not even going someplace. I just <laughs> just on the ship. <laughs> I'm just happy to go, you know, float along and I can relate to that for sure. Uh, I, I like aft, aft staterooms. Okay. With a balcony view. Mm. Yeah. Right I like now. those, I like those five E's on the, um, without on, or, the, on the dream class ships used to be five E's. Oh, <laughs> good point. What used to be the five E's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Last one here, and I probably should have done this one earlier, but what's your favorite port adventure that you've ever taken? Favorite port adventure? Does it have to be Disney? No, port adventure that you've taken on a Disney cruise, not necessarily a Disney-sponsored one. There are a lot of good ones, and we've done more you know, third-party or on-our-own port adventures than we have actual. Making pizza in Naples was pretty awesome. <laughs> It's, that is anyone, really cool. That's a really cool experience. If anyone experience. pays attention to my nonsense on Instagram stories or whatever, I we make pizza every week here yeah. at our house. And I've been, you know, it's a work in progress. I say because it's always there's always some sort of tweak. I think I have my dough process down, but pizza's a pizza is a regular thing here, and I always keep eyeing pizza like true pizza ovens to try and. Oh, that's cool. my next. Nice, but. So actually going to Naples and going to uh, uh, actual mom and pop kind of restaurant have, you know, going, be, going back and we all got to, you know, he taught, he taught us how they make their dough and how they do that. And, you know, we all got to, he showed us and then we, all three of us got to individually make our own pizzas, you know, use the wood so fire cool. oven yeah. and everything. And it was, a, it was just, it was a cool experience that yeah. we got to do as a family you know, he, they were a little hesitant. I think our daughter might have been 11 at the time. So 
900 degree fire wood fire oven was a little, <laughs> you know, questionable, but you know, they were cool with it because we were cool with yeah. it. And yeah, it was, that was memorable because that was something that I wanted to do. And it, it's a skill that I, like a kind of a skill or it validated kind of what I was doing yeah. and I was able to build upon that. So it was a fun learning yeah no right and it's a very authentic one so you you know you're in italy yeah. the, the birthplace of pizza <laughs> i would say our best to round that out our best port of ventures i think were places we got to see in italy mm. or i mean on our mediterranean cruises yeah. because and i think partially is that it's not i mean it's really the first time we explored europe like that so mm. it's cool. not a uh it's like going to the caribbean we're accustomed to going to the Caribbean. We kind of know what to expect in the islands for the most part. And not to say that the islands are all the same, but their offerings are very similar. Water activities. Yeah, sure. Beach, yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You know, some mountain, some hikes here and there yep. kind of thing. Europe has those historic things that you've either seen like as sets in movies over the years or just the pure history aspect due to the age of these things. You know, like the Colosseum in Rome was mm-hmm. like, you know, that kind of stuff was you're walking through the Vatican. It's like, wow, this is this history. Can, right, right, right. You feel the history around you. So stuff like that. Awesome. So I guess the port adventures are the, you know, they are mixed between activities and, you know, the sightseeing. And so far, the, like the sightseeing, the hands-on kind of stuff has been more, you know, at the higher of my favorite list. Though. Awesome. Just kind of going to a beach. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, that's, uh, that's all I had, Scott. I really appreciate your time and all your insights. This was a, a fun conversation. We actually didn't even uh, get to, uh, the topic that I had planned for, uh, for the show, but, uh, I, I, it was, I really wanted to ask uh, you a bunch of those questions on some of those other things. So no, <laughs> this was great. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. Do that again. Yeah, it sounds good. We'll, uh, we'll save it for Fuck next it. time. So, um, I appreciate your time and, and, and thanks so much for coming on. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. Appreciate it. Take care. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.